haven't started my camera. This is a shambles. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> very happy with how this is going, Ben. You've not derailed anything at all. You've been very good. Also, I've not recorded any of this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show. We are two best friends with terrible mental health. And yeah, rather buddy. than overanalyzing ourselves, we uh, we thought we'd overanalyze movies. It's kind of part movie analysis, part self-analysis, all fun. And it's a good opportunity to check in with a mate. And given that this is a check-in, mm. before I get to what we're doing this week, Ben, how are you doing this week? This week, mate, I'm like shockingly good. Shockingly wow. good, man. That's a turn up for the books. I think this is the best I've been in a long while, man. I've been working out a lot. I've been running a lot. Um, I'm spending a lot of time with a dog. It's just... Right. I'm just... There's so many little things that I've overlooked mm. over the like last... basic self-care and cleaning under your foreskin. I, I don't have one. Oh, yeah. True. I'm, I'm evolved. Welcome to the show, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm level How well two. were you looking to get to know two strangers? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm watching uh, watching a lot of films, visiting some old favourites. Tremors. Nice. I've smashed oh, yeah? through seven Tremors movies in the last week. Fucking. That's the Parkinson's drama, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you, uh, sir? <laughs> Uh, I've had some sleep first in a while, so we are yes. going to stay focused because we're both in a good mood yeah, and we're man. not going to ADHD this podcast a bit. Yes. I'm excited because this is the last Marvel movie for a while, oh, which means fuck. we get to... Right. Yeah. So we get to go into Oscar season, which is I'm very much looking forward to. First off, I never looked forward to this time of year because it, it just never fazed me. I was mm. like, Chopping Mall isn't in there, so why do I care? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I must say this year, the, the nominees are a bunch of films that I wasn't excited to watch before they were nominated for Oscars. There's Oppenheimer, oh, okay. great. Barbie, mm. great. But yeah. I wasn't. Look, I I didn't even know the holdovers existed. I'm going to be honest. I am gasping to see that film. Great. I I just I look I looked at them and I went, that's a film, and I moved on with my life. So. <laughs> fair, fair. But we're not doing fair. we're not doing Oscar season yet, mate. What are we doing this week? Today we have reached the end of Marvel Phase One. Finally, you sound really sad about it as well. I am devastated, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Avengers, man. It is the Avengers. This movie uh, is is a bit of a behemoth. I don't know. Look, we're not going to cover all of the behemoth, behemoth, whatever. That Did this, you just say behemoth? Juggernaut. I, I, it's one of those words I've only ever read for a while. Behemoth? Yeah, it just doesn't. When you read it, it doesn't look like it should say behemoth, does it? Yes. I suppose behemoth. it does. Behemoth. <laughs> I have the power. See? Uh, so this week I have the week, lamp. ADHD. Uh, Sorry. Today we are examining how Marvel ended up owning the cinema space, which we kind of have been this series. We got a bit distracted when mm. Captain America came along and we both collectively fell asleep. Um, yeah. but, uh, that, was a, that was a rough watch, man. That was. The Avengers, however, started shooting before Thor and started shooting before Captain America. So they were being these characters before what? they'd had their solo movie. Yeah, yeah, 2011. Holy shit. This film only cost 220 million. Now I say that, only? it sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> right. It sounds like a lot of money. But sure. dude, we've covered films that cost 150 million that don't look anything like this, that don't have a fraction of the CGI that this film yeah, has. Yeah, I guess. Or the cast list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Robert Downey Jr. probably doesn't even get out of bed for less than 50 mil. I mean, now, yeah, no, there's no shot that he does. I mean, he got yeah, out of bed for Iron right. Man 1 for half a mil. <laughs> right, you know right. What I mean? <laughs> they turned it, they, they, they did turn that 220 million, though, into 1.5 billion. Eh? And I feel that's why this movie is important to cover. With a B. Billion. With a B. With a B. This is Bezos oh, money now, yeah. Fuck me, man. And so I feel like if you've not, if you've not, if you don't understand the the impact that this made, hate it or love it, I'm not asking people to love this franchise or these characters or any of that. 
But you have to at least be curious about how it happened, right? You've got to respect it. You've you got to respect you it. You can hate it. You can love it. But the respect is like, that's earned. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't mm. agree with everything Fred West did, but he's a damn fine plasterer. Ooh. <laughs> I can't disagree, <laughs> but I'm hesitant to agree. For our international viewers, Fred West was a was a bit of a naughty man who hid some dead people in his walls. Yeah, Fred West, semicolon, bit of a naughty man. Rob McFarlane, <laughs> 2024. I would argue Fred West was a full colon. Um, you saw this movie when it was in the cinema, right? I did. I was young. Younger. I'm still young. <laughs> okay, really, really. Yeah, spring chicken. I disagree. I think I think I'm going to disprove that this episode this week, but we'll get to that. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for this week. You're in a good mood, so I got to bring you down. Yeah, thanks. You did see it at the cinema. I saw this at the cinema. It was one of those moments where it was all of my childhood on a screen and it wasn't being punched right. in the face, which was great. That's true. You look at Transformers, that just shit on my childhood. Fantastic Four movies, they may as well have literally just choked out my childhood. You say this film is all of your childhood on a screen. I don't remember the horrific abuse scene. Have, well, did we watch the same version of The Avengers? I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. A lot like my childhood! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. For me, I, I grew up reading uh, Silver Age, so a lot of the, the late 60s, early 70s uh, yeah. Marvel comics that my alcoholic grandmother had stashed in a cupboard. And it was just this cupboard of joy of like slightly mildewed and chewed up like yeah, comic yeah. books. But to see them come to screen, I was mm -hmm. excited. I was frothing at the mouth. I was the right age, you know? Yeah. And it was, yeah, 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 it was yeah. this great moment. There'd been like five films coming out Mm. I was really, really looking forward to it. Now, for the benefit of those of you that have lived under a rock and have no idea what a cinema is or why mm -hmm. you're listening to a podcast about movies, yes. shall we explain the plot of The Avengers? I'd fucking love to, buddy. Uh, this week, though, I thought I'd try something a little different rather than writing a breakdown and surprising you with it. Uh, right. I reached out to our Discord community and thought maybe let's try and get a little bit more interactive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get a little bit yes, more interactive. buddy. For everyone that watched our Craig Zahler YouTube video, is he yeah. too extreme for cinematic success? Go and watch the video and find out. Please do. You went on a little bit of a ranty rant and <laughs> was yelling at everyone to do something. <laughs> Just sometimes it feels a bit like shouting down a well, and we've got some parts of the community that are lovely. We get a, a you know oh, a good four-figure so listen number on the podcast, yeah. and then I can probably name twelve people mm -hmm. that we hear back from. And I'm struggling with the video. I'm struggling. I'm struggling okay. with the video output because we do the hour audio show. We, we do. cut that down to twenty minutes and highlights of for YouTube. We, we also do. do an exclusive YouTube show. We, we do. do like 10 socials clips a week and you just get a bit tired and someone's like oh the game's been a bit samey <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck it just double down keep insulted you know what I mean exactly just, yeah, yeah so yeah. I reached out to our discord community and was like would anyone like to submit a breakdown for the Avengers mm -hmm. um, on the off chance that you know someone was like yeah fuck it I'll give it a crack buddy when I tell you that I had massive Ooh. breakdowns of this movie and I mean like okay. in depth hilarious, observational, like our fucking Discord community is incredibly funny. Incredibly funny. Those guys are fucking golden. This warms my heart. But because we had eight, what I had to do is I couldn't choose a single mm -hmm. one that was better than any right. of those. They were all fucking right, okay. gold standard, right? If yeah, we had yeah. the time, I'd read all eight and credit everyone. But what I had to do is right. I span a wheel. I thought that was the okay, fairest way to do nice. it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Ross Grant came out on top. Ross Grant nice. won the wheel spin. So we're going to be reading the breakdown submitted by Ross Grant. And I think, buddy, do you want to start this one off? I do. I do. Good. I really do. Because I'm scanning it and there's big words, mate. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited that we got something back. This is lovely. We got loads like, back. This has genuinely made so my day. so much right? came back. It was crazy. Right. Our film opens with Loki seemingly unaffected by falling off Mario Kart's rainbow road into infinite nothingness, <laughs> showing up at a shield facility to steal the Tesseract. Brackets. Mm. The Infinity Stone from Captain America, not the Frost Weapon from Thor. Thank you. Who wrote this? Clears it up Who for wrote me. this? 
<laughs> this is Russ Grant. Russ Grant, you human piece of shit. It's called the Casket of Ancient Winters. Do you not even <laughs> fucking listen? <sighs> he put that in there right. specifically for me and my Tesseract timeline, yeah. for which I yeah. have an update coming later in the episode. Okay, you've learned to differentiate cubes. Yes. Loki's phallic staff, now equipped with its Prince <laughs> Albert Tesseract, is used not only to open a portal to escape, but also to enslave the minds of everyone's least favourite Avenger, Hawkeye, <laughs> not true, and everyone's very least favourite Thor character, Dr. Selvig Fury, very true. Not true. Fury, licking his wounds, enacts the Avengers protocol. Black Widow recruits Hulk. Fury goes to see Steve Rogers, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Phil. Coulson! Coulson! Aggressive jump cut to Stuttgart, where Loki is captured after a short standoff with Iron Man and Captain America. Mid-transport, the mighty Thor arrives to jailbreak his brother and get him to stop his madness. Stark and Rogers... Team up to overcome Thor and recapture Loki, but not before making some awful jokes about Thor's accent. Mm. Very true. And clothing choices, because I guess, America. It is a little bit like, are you from France? (laughs) (laughs) It's the best way, though. Aboard the helicarrier, the Avengers argue after they find out S.H.I.E.L.D. plans to use the Tesseract for space weapons... (gasps) <gasps> brackets insert shock and horror about the american government using cutting-edge tech to kill civilians insurgents i meant insurgents close yeah, brackets yeah. insurgents is fine Insur- <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah yeah if yeah. they're insurgents they're not people oh yeah yeah sure 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 we don't <coughs> negotiate with insurgents spawning some witty dialogue between our main characters and launching a thousand memes mm-hmm. they discover during this that loki's plan all along was to get banner to hulk out because i guess banner's ultimate weakness is a difficult working environment fuck banners anyone's my weakness yeah, is fair. a difficult working environment if you make me attend 40 hours a week in a place mm. that i'm not particularly comfortable yeah. i will hulk out or if i lose my vape for more than 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> My weakness is penicillin, because that shit will kill me. Yeah, <laughs> true. Or meat, mm. or alcohol, or no. emotions. Those will all make words. my life much better, but I, I <laughs> flew too close to the sun with all of them, so now I'm just a husk. Husk. <laughs> in the confusion, Loki escapes, and in what can only be described as a dick move, kills Coulson. Coulson! Coulson! A dick move! He's just- it is a dick move, which Fury uses to unite the team in a move so manipulative it could only have been written by someone well-versed and manipulation. And, oh, wait, I'm remembering the film was written by the Toxic Avenger himself, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Never mind. Has Ross read our pre-show notes? Because <laughs> this is... Okay, anyway. Do you see Do you see the calibre mm, of the shit that we've been sent through? Mm, I'm beginning to realise we're not God's special little podcasters, are we? Loki oh, no. and Selvig start to build a portal device on top of Stark Tower, allowing all of the aliens, because human enemies are bad for box office numbers. That's true, true unless true. they're Nazis. Um, but it would be a different film if Nazis fell out of the sky. Could you imagine? That'd just be paratroopers. Anyway. You say paratroopers? <laughs> Nazis falling out of the sky. Yeah, I'm just like, that's a real oh, thing. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. enemies bad fox numbers. Uh, aliens arrive and immediately lay waste to New York uh, in a way that they definitely had no experience. Uh, Rob will make some noise alluding to his big 9-11 analogy here. Oh, I feel so transparent. Do you feel seen? I feel leered upon. I feel like my soul has had a dirty little man look into it. (laughs) Telling you, mate, our audience knows us and it's weird. (laughs) We've overshared, haven't we? (laughs) Yes, we started this episode talking about foreskins. Yes, we overshare. (laughs) We. Oh, that's a we now, is it? Uh, You fucking brought it up, buddy. I've never brought your foreskin up. I can't. It's not attached to you. And we're not that way inclined. Thank you for reminding Thank you. I I appreciate the fact that you're learning about me. Reminding Um, who? The listener or you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. What follows is a big incron... Oh, you fucked yourself with this choice. Wrong way around, man. Honestly, the bigger words are in these ones. (laughs) What follows is a big incomprehensible fight full of CGI and falling buildings culminating in a plan to nuke New York City to prevent any further invasion. In his first truly selfless act, Tony grabs the nuke and flies Mm. it out of the wormhole, destroying the alien invaders, 
Meanwhile, Black Widow uses her minimal <laughs> screen time, true, <laughs> to use the scepter to close the wormhole. Mm-hmm. The film ends with the baddies vanquished, leaving Rogers with questions about S.H.I.E.L.D.'s morality, Stark with PTSD, and Thor with the responsibility of taking Loki and the Tesseract back to Asgard. And thus, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is born. Roll credits! Well, I think the biggest round of There's two rounds of applause needed yeah. there. You smashed your big words, bud. Thank you. And Ross Grant, you utterly nailed. I mean, we're lucky it was that. Well, I mean, if they're all that good, then hey, I'm going to send them. Send me them later and I'll read them. I will them. send I'll you them later. They are all gold standard. All gold standard, buddy. Now, I want to revisit why I thought it'd be interesting to bring this series. Because previously we've done directors. We have. Uh, we did Christopher Nolan. We did all the Batman movies. We just sort of done franchises and directors. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it would be nice to get this bit of Marvel done. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the movies that come out after this come out in a world that has to take this into account. This right. style of movie making, right? And a lot of them are shit. Right, yeah. yeah. But talking about the Oscars <laughs> coming up, the Oscars coming up, a lot of them are, they're all being released in the post-Marvel world. Yeah. So like, it's useful to understand what we mean. And okay. for me, what I admire about these movies, do I think they're great art? Fuck no, do I think oh, they're great art. God, no. But... It's the movie business, right? And like the yes. music industry that I used to work in, mm-hmm. uh, I used to like a, like a little band called Vex Red. They had some songs that were quite good. I was excited for their second album. Okay. They got dropped by Virgin Records because Christina Aguilera or some large diva right. avoided her contract with a rehab stint. And right, her contract okay. said it wasn't valid if, it, if she was under mental issues and the rehab thing counted. Okay. So Virgin were out of pocket like four million. And they right. just dropped loads of indie bands, loads of rock bands, oh. loads of metal bands, because they didn't have the cash anymore. She was paying their way. Yes. Now. Right. Okay. I loved uh, Brawl on Soul Block 99. Same. Go and I watch genuinely, it. genuinely loved it. We just covered it last week. In profit, it made about $14 once the people who made the film had bought popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not true, Rob. It made an astounding jaw-dropping Internationally released film starring a, a, a genuine celebrity yes. made 80 grand. 79 grand worldwide. All right. <laughs> that grand was the popcorn. That's why I was ah, subtracting. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, where do you think they got the money to... that? The 4 million it cost to make. They lost yeah. 3.2 million. They need that money back so they can make the next brawl on Cell Block 99. It's Oops. this film. It's a distinct style of filmmaking that's very separate from how Nolan makes his blockbusters. Oh. But this is the one that set the template. It's a different fucking universe, man. Like, it's, right, it's right. shocking that we live yeah, in a yeah, timeline yeah, yeah. where both of those can coexist at the same time. Right. And this <laughs> comes back to that original £500 million gamble that Marvel made when they right. put their entire intellectual property on the line and said to Merrill Lynch, if we don't pay off this half a billion pounds that we've borrowed from you, you yeah. own Marvel Comics, essentially, because Fucking they could make new man. characters, but who gives a shit about Spoderman? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so, Take Spider-Man. So they, we will always have Spider-Man. Mm. You know I mean, don't me- don't knock Spider-Man. We I'm covered him as well, it. and he's brilliant. Right? He's incredible. That's what I'm saying. Take Marvel, they made it, just leave us they Spider-Man. Made, <laughs> they made a couple of missteps. I think the Incredible Hulk was... Uh, shit. Captain America shit. wasn't for me. Now, now, what what they did with their big team effort, where they got all of these five film characters together, if this failed, they were fucked. So they got the guy that wrote The Incredible Hulk to write a story. <laughs> uh, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So they, they saw The they Incredible the Hulk and they like, more of that. Yeah, they <laughs> took the worst of the five movies we've had so far. Yeah, and yeah. Like, well, who, who do we get? Do we get mm. John Favreau back in? No. No, we no. fucking don't. Well, they couldn't. John Favreau wouldn't come back after what they did to his ideas for Iron Man 2. Shocking! (laughs) Shocking! Just fucking let him do what... Let him cook, man! Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even did a film called Chef. We all know he can cook. Let him cook! (laughs) (laughs) That man's spaghetti bedded Scarlett Johansson. Fucking let him... Get out the kitchen. Fuck off. Get him in. When when Whedon got involved and he read Zach Penn's draft, he told Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, Mm -hmm. that he he felt the studio didn't have anything. He literally called him up and he was like, you've got nothing uh, and you should pretend that this draft never happened. Fucking hell. I've seen a few like tidbits about what would have been happening. Okay. And I'm tempted to agree. Like there was a lot less Thor. Uh, Red Skull was going to be the villain. 
Uh, they were going to come together basically already on the same team. Um, okay. There was going to be very little in terms of friction. It was, just seems a bit uh, like they, okay. they all just get in a room and then they're like, oh, we're best friends forever. And Hey, like, are you a superhero? Oh, dude, me yeah, too, exactly. man. Right. Should we go fuck up Red Skull? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You've been to an AA meeting. You know that's never how it happens, right? No, so, God, just everyone's sad. And then when you see each other in public, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say hello. <laughs> I'm just here to buy bread. I don't want to talk to you oh, right God. now. I, I'm um, hiding at the end of the aisle. Like, I do feel the story about Joss Whedon trashing Zach Penn's script, though, has to be taken in view of the fact that he's since been outed as the, as Ross Grant says, toxic avenger of workplaces, where okay. Wonder Woman herself said, no one has spoken to me as poorly as Joss Whedon. He's a bully He's a narcissist. Really? And he will belittle and demean people to the point of tears. What the habitually fuck? Habitually, as part of his filmmaking process. I don't know anything about Joss Whedon. Shockingly, I don't really know much about any of his films or his right. fucking directing you say that. skills. You say that. Yes, you do. Because there's Fireflies was good. Buffy was good. Buffy was all right, uh, I guess. He, he kind of popularized the casual back and forth dialogue of like something serious is happening but someone's being a bit silly about it like star lord that kind yeah, of yeah, ironic okay. that ironic quip that undercuts the drama have the dramatic thing happen but don't be sincere about it because your right. characters are too cool yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. I got think you, of I got the through you, line between like xander on buffy and uh star lord and tony I, I stark it's xander. all very i don't know xander fine. from buffy i know to <laughs> angel Right, there you go, right. They're the two people from that show that I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think we forget that Joss Whedon made Alien Resurrection, the worst Alien movie. Second worst Alien movie, but I'll agree. No, it's shocking. wrong. Wrong. Shocking. When we do the Alien franchise, I'll prove to you that Alien 3 is very unfairly maligned. Mm. It's problematic and it's not good, but it's got a lot to love. And it's way fucking better than Alien Resurrection. Is it though? But is it though? Yeah. In Alien Resurrection, they abort the fucking alien baby at the end of the movie, which is a shame because that's what they should have done with the whole fucking script. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Whedon did, did an all right job with this. I can't lie. It made 1.5 billion. I can't write a script that makes 1.5 billion. And he's Dude, a bit cunty, but like... He did a fucking mint job at this. But at the end of the day, right, if someone was that big of a cunt mm. and then wrote this movie, does it cancel out the being that big of a cunt? Is Picasso's art good? He was a famous cunt. Yeah, he was a famous cunt. And yeah, his art's all right, I guess. <laughs> Who's Picasso? The dick, the, the ginger dick that chopped his ear off, right? No. I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's the one that splattered paint all over the walls, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, I don't know. Being Picasso. a Jackson Bollock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Whedon's a cunt, but also I feel like he did an excellent job with some of the characters that I actually care about. So Such we've covered as. we've covered the Iron Man movies, and that struck a chord with us specifically because it's a very it's a very sincere film about a man dealing with yeah. uh, addiction. And mm -hmm. legacy and life-changing events that have just skewed his whole perception on what's right and wrong and mm -hmm. what is he contributing to the world. And in this film, his story arc goes full 180-degree circle and mm -hmm. you see the character progression from Iron Man 1 through mm -hmm. Iron Man 2 and then you, you see this weird evolutionary jump two movies yes. later... Yes. As if he's carried on learning. Like, it's not like the next step in his his journey. This is like, you see him much further yeah, down true. the line. Okay, it's yeah, such yeah. fucking clever writing when it comes to it the, the two uh, Tony Stark story arc. It's incredible. His story arc's good. His quips are brilliant. Mm. Like, he's he's much spike. Although the spikiness, I do wonder if he's just repeating stuff that Joss Whedon said to the intern. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, like the quippy <laughs> shit when he's when he's yeah, being yeah, a dick yeah, yeah. in like the in yeah. the room to like uh, yeah, yeah to Nick Fury and stuff, literally being sort of yeah, like yeah. yeah. Well, what are you really doing with these with the Tesseract? <laughs> right. I'm breaking exactly. into all your shit. I'm gonna find out your secrets. I feel like that's just Joss Whedon doing a self insert where he's like yeah, but who are you really texting when you're not texting me, <laughs> art designer? <laughs> I'm going to break into your shit. I'm going to put an air tag in your bag. You, can you imagine? You know, in like films where they're doing the, when like from behind the camera, they're feeding the actor's lines yeah, for like yeah, alternate yeah, yeah. takes and shit. Do you think that like, these guys 
who are just on set doing their parts. Joss Whedon uh-huh. is fucking like losing his shit <laughs> in out some intern. Yeah. Literally being sort of like, fucking Deborah, get it. I ordered a latte, you cunt. Where the fuck, is this a cappuccino? Slams it on the floor. Where's my bag of blueberries? Go and get me my fucking blueberries, you stupid little right. bitch. You get the opportunity to be in yeah. the presence of Joss fucking Whedon. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is just there with a little notebook. He's just typed, writing it down. Yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is quite good. Yeah, Cameras yeah, are yeah, rolling yeah. and they're just sort of like, Tony Stark's looking over. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Fury. <laughs> you little cunt. You're doing a visual joke on a podcast Ju- oh, again. Oh, yeah, look, sorry. Look, 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 sorry, we'll man. Just, we'll just... I'll, I'll try and calm it down. Speaking of calming it down, uh, yeah. we've got a new Hulk. Fucking yes, we do. How much do you know about the recasting of, of Ed Norton for Mark Ruffalo? It's funny that you mentioned this, buddy, because uh, nothing. None. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> so when they made the first Avengers movie, they recast Ed Norton, who was currently Bruce Banner and replaced him with Mark Ruffalo. Great Bruce it Banner, It became a way. bit of a thing. Great Bruce Banner. Both of them are great Bruce Banners. Uh, they're they're both very great. different Bruce Banners. Very different. Um, both great. I just yeah. don't want Ed Norton getting shit on in this whole fucking scenario because he is, totally in my eyes, an incredible Bruce Banner. But when they were making the first Avengers movie, they obviously recast the Hulk. Yes. And it was a bit contentious because Ed Norton and Marvel were in negotiations for fee and contract. Okay. He was saying, I'm very much excited to sort of retake the role. Excellent. And then a statement was released saying, our decision is definitely not based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. The Avengers demands the players who thrive working as part of an ensemble, as evidenced by Robert, Chris, Samuel, Scarlett, and all of our talented casts. We are looking to announce a new name actor who fulfills these requirements and is passionate about the iconic role in the coming weeks. What the fuck? <laughs> right. They put that out as a statement. Yeah, now Did in they response, staple it to his pummeled face after they were done fucking <laughs> just belting him in the street? What the shit? Here's the thing with that story, is there's a couple of reactions. Norton's agent said it was purposefully misleading, an inappropriate attempt to paint our client in a negative light. But then a few months later, okay. Norton claimed it was his own decision to never play the Hulk because he wanted more diversity with his career. And according to Mark Ruffalo... Uh, Edward Norton didn't like that Bruce Banner was struggling with his issues of being the Hulk all over again when at the end of the Ed Norton film, he'd kind of made his peace with it. He was getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it ends on him sort of meditating and then his eyes opening and it's Hulk's eyes in Banner's body like they've become one. I feel like there's a certain amount of, they were negotiating and Ed Norton was going, trying to get his price higher, which again, with an ensemble movie, you're entitled to do, but they're going, this is getting really fucking expensive now. And Ed, last film time we invited him on, he needed to rewrite the fucking script. He can't do that on this one. And all he's doing in these meetings is bitching about how he doesn't like this script. So is this really going to be the one? And I can see Ed Norton kind of being a bit confident. Like he knows he's got the role. I've already been in one film. They have to fucking... Yeah, okay. I can see that. His agent being like, we can push for more. They're not going to recast. You're already in one of the movies. Yeah, yeah. What are they going to do? Just fucking recast you (laughs) mid-face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like they were like, yes, we will. Because realistically, it's cheaper. And the new actor ain't going to complain about our script. Yeah. So, bye. We're going to shit talk you in public. Have a good one. (laughs) How'd you like that script, buddy? (laughs) There was a rumour at the time... Because okay. District 9 had just got big that they were going to cast Shalto Copley as the Hulk. Fuck off, buddy. That would have been fucking right. amazing. Are you being serious? He just he just come out of District 9, so yeah. he's playing Vickers van der Merve in District 9. And the rumour mill was saying that Shalto Copley was a shoe-in for Bruce Banner. It would have been incredible. I want that film so fucking much. It just <laughs> in my core, I need to see at some yeah. point Shalto Copley as the incredible fucking Hulk. That would be... Mm. Insane casting. But you're happy with the one you got though, right? Dude, I got the Hulk that I wanted. All right? It's not a solo movie, but fuck me, mate. Ruffalo. Fucking chef's kiss. Absolutely insane. Not only is he a great Hulk. He's incredible. Incredible Hulk. But his banner is so, again, so complex Mm. and is dealing with so much inside, like turmoil and shit like this that's going on. Dude, Mm -hmm. it's the most aroused I've ever been in a cinema. 
seeing this on the big first, screen. I think it's the first time we've seen Bruce Banner around other people who are trying to be respectful of his situation. Yes. And so you've got Tony who's like, don't fucking baby him. Don't right? baby him. He's not a baby. He yeah. knows what he's up. And then you've got Chris Evans who's trying to do the moral thing of being like, it's a little bit like you in recovery, right? Sure. There's people, there's people around you who be like, you can't show alcohol to Ben because yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bit of you where it's like, I'm a, I've got a little bit more self-control. I'm not a child. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to snatch it out of your hands like some sort of chaos gremlin. Yeah. It's just, maybe let's not all go for a piss up. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Maybe let's not hang out in a bar, but I'm all <laughs> yeah, right yeah, if you yeah. want to have a beer around me. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? exactly. I'm, I'm going right to go to a barbecue and I'm going to be fine. But, uh, fine for a bit and then I'll yeah, leave. Yeah. When people start getting leery... And when that one guy who's not that funny becomes really yeah, yeah. funny, I'm like, nope, no, nope, I've been here too long because yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. You'll leave a barbecue when they run out of coleslaw and you've got nothing left to eat. <laughs> give, me, give me the red cabbage coleslaw and, and a fucking spoon. I'll sit in the corner for three hours while you all yeah, get yeah, shit-faced. Yeah. I'm golden with that, mate. I'm golden with that. So you get a good Bruce Banner, but you yes. also get a really good Hulk. Great So Hulk. that scene on the helicarrier where he transforms for the first time. Yes. And again, they do that Marvel thing of making the scary thing a scary thing yeah. by shooting it like a horror film. Dude. <laughs> it's in the dark. You've got Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson in that scene, mate, is incredible. Right. My favourite character character in this film mm. is Scarlett Johansson's scared face. <laughs> right. Okay. She does it about four times. Right. Whenever there's a bit of, whenever this situation is like a bit mm -hmm. scary or she's like in shock, she does this face. And it's, oh, it, it, right. she just holds it. She just holds uh -huh. this face. Ready? Yeah. Right. So gang, once a fucking again, Ben is doing a visual joke. He's doing a face. <laughs> On yeah. an audio platform. Sorry, we had to start a fucking YouTube channel <laughs> just because this fucker kept doing faces on a fucking podcast, all right? I'm sorry. So if you want to get, to, if you want to understand this joke, just go to the YouTube because I'm fucking done reminding him. I'm just done reminding him. Yeah, this isn't for the listeners. I'm so sorry. No. It will be on YouTube. Did you notice that the entirety of the phase two of Marvel was spoiled by one scene in the first Avengers movie? Is it because they call everything phase two? Anything. It's not. Oh, okay. It's not. It's okay. not. So they're having the big argument on the helicarrier. Yeah. And they're all getting into one another, right? Okay. And then Steve Rogers, aka yeah. Captain America, asks Tony what he is without his armor. Uh, which is the plot of Iron Man. Holy 3. shit. Yeah, okay. Nick Fury then tells Thor off about a foreign species going to his planet to blow stuff up. <laughs> Dark world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bruce asks Natasha if Captain America is on threat watch, to which she replies, we're all on threat watch. Because in the Winter Soldier, everyone's being watched. <laughs> everyone's being watched. Yeah. And then lastly, Steve tells Tony to put on the suit and we'll go a few rounds. Civil War. Civil War. What the fuck, man? <laughs> okay. Whilst mixing in a whole bunch of stuff about phase two, phase two, phase two. Who are you without the suit? Phase two. People come to your planet, blow it up. Fucking phase two mentions. Dude, like at the time, watching mm -hmm. this in the cinema, it doesn't hit you and you think, oh, phase two, that must be like the next evolution in like the Tesseract weapons and shit. And mm -hmm. it's fine. Looking back on it now that we're in... What are we in? Phase yeah. five? Phase who gives a fuck. Phase who gives a fuck. We're in phase who gives a fuck. So there's been at least 12. There might have been 12. It feels like 12. Yeah. But looking back at phase one, when they're just sort of like... When Fury, at every given opportunity, mm -hmm. is like, get everything from phase two out of the basement yeah. and onto a truck and yeah, get yeah. it moving. We're not ready for phase two yet. We're not ready for phase two yet. Get ready for phase two to be oh deployed. Oh my God. Looking back on it, it's like, you corny bastards. You cheesy, yeah, cheesy... Really bastards it's the cringiest <laughs> shit at the time goosebumps you were like we loved it. Ah, yeah. lightning mm -hmm. bolts of the nips do you know what i mean looking yep. back at 20 in 2024 you're like in the bin they taught themselves at this point i mean the, this film proved their theory right they mm -hmm. were like if we lay enough eggs and enough little hints throughout five films sure People are going to just clamour to the cinema to see how all those threads get pulled together. Yeah. I think in this film, they 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 tie off most of those loose ends and then they're like, but let's lay some for the next movies. Oh, mate. They and do, they're though. not wrong. It they made 1.5 bill. Some of the right? fucking, I mean, Captain America in this film, mate, like going on mm -hmm. from his film where you see him being this moral, selfless, just fucking wonderful 
wonderful embodiment of all that's good nature mm-hmm. and you know like patriotism and and I'm good stuff I'm here for my brother man it's great you get mm-hmm. that in this film but he's also you start getting the little character development where it's almost seeding that shield mm. aren't as moral as what he's used to. It's where he begins to doubt what he's told by the establishment yes. and he becomes more of an American ideal than an American reality. He's right? the American dream, man. He's old right. American. He's moral, yes. selfless. He's fucking like, he's just humane is the main word. The idea of it rather than the, you know, yes. he's the, the, the thing you aspire to. He's an aspirational version of the concept of the American exactly. dream. And the fact that Which now is, he's looking at S.H.I.E.L.D. and being sort of like, I don't know if I like what's going on <laughs> with the higher ups right now, buddy. All yeah, right. Yeah, Back yeah, in yeah. the day. I've seen your Zoom calls and you're all got really bad lighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop sitting in the shadows, you fucking weirdos. Yeah, yeah. How to let people know that four old cunts sitting in a dark room are evil. Might shit be lighting. morally subject. Yeah. yeah shit yeah, yeah, lighting. Yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah, put yeah. a light on their face because that might make them seem good. Can you imagine if you switched over to like BBC Parliament or like whatever the American equivalent is, where you get to see your government doing work sure, live. Sure, sure, sure. And they were all just on screens with their faces blacked out. <laughs> no. You'd be like, oh shit, we're in the bad time. Yeah, oh my oh, wait, God, wait, yeah. we're the bad guys. Oh, we're the bad guys. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Mitchell and Webb did it with the Nazis. They had the two Nazis the, on screen. Are we the baddies? And the one guy was like, if we're wearing the skull yeah, and crossbones, yeah. are we the bad guys? Uh- and that's it that's what it would be man Steve Rogers in this one by moving him into more of a comic relief with Mm -hmm. the whole like I got that reference and the yes that sense of him what it actually does is it shines a light on his naivety in this new world which Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see in in his his movie which kind of removed when we covered Captain America and we talked about him not having any internal conflict which makes it kind of boring all of the challenges to Captain America happen outside of Captain America definitely yeah whereas in this film he's a fish out of water so there's that sense of like oh okay he's got stuff going on yeah he's got some inner struggles he's gonna have to overcome in order to make this work um speaking of struggles to overcome have you ever considered how they filmed act three of the first Avengers movie in a post 9-11 New York uh, cameras, no planes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Thanks. They did use, well, yeah, they kind of use cameras. All right. You can't blow stuff up in New York. You can't even leave a bag unattended next to a bin. I don't think you can do that anywhere. Well, I think a lot of the time, like a lot of, in a lot of places, they say they're removing bins because of terrorism, but what they're really removing the bins for is the, so that they can remove the bin man's salary. <laughs> right? Oh, well, it's that's like, a fucking harrowing thought. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, but we're taking the bins away because we don't want that guy to, we don't have to have to pay that guy anymore. So just put your sandwich in your pocket, prick. They've actually done that um, in Telford though. Like the fucking shopping yeah. centre used to have bins. They've just yeah. been taken out. There's like a handful left. Right. It's mad annoying. So New York's very much the same. They're like, and and probably more rightly than Telford. Oh, they, yeah, They've yeah, got sure. reasons to be a bit skittish. hundred percent. Right, I think there's, there's areas that are allowed to be heightened. And I think that one's pretty <laughs> fucking understandable. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. So they didn't film in New York. They filmed very little in New York. Right. What what ILM did instead was they raised themselves 100 foot off the ground on cranes. Right. And with digital cameras, took 250,000 individual photographs right. of that street. Google so that map they it, could... mate. You know what I mean? They got those little cars. <laughs> well, they basically, they basically <laughs> did an incredibly high-resolution version of Google Maps right? and then wrapped those photos around the CG geometry that they had built of this one street, 49th Street. That's fucking insane. They then created, from scratch, mm. low-res individual rooms and offices to be behind the windows. What the fuck, man? <laughs> right? That's so much effort. <laughs> Just film in New York. <laughs> right, right. But they, I mean, it's just, it's too much explosions. It's too much this, that, or the other, right? You can't get a space whale in there because of traffic reasons. Well, that's upsetting. But almost But you no can get building. a space whale on a, on a CGI set, though, yeah? You just fucking yeah, want to invite him in, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good shit. It's a warehouse, mate, yeah. you know? Wormhole above the warehouse. Uh, Come on, fucking, he's five <laughs> minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a building or a street or a pavement in Act 3 that's actually there. That's actually insane. They, they designed over 190 individual unique objects, like benches bins even the sandwich boards they did separate sandwich boards for each shop 
Can you imagine some of the and phone calls that were made after the interviews? Mom, guess what? <laughs> you never believe it. I'm working on a Marvel film. Oh my God, son, that's amazing. You've dreamt about this since you were a little kid reading the comic books. What, what are you going to be doing? I'm, I'm designing bins. <laughs> so if you pause the film right there... That sort of smeared blur is the sandwich board that I designed. Yeah. The camera's moving too quick for you to catch yeah, yeah, any yeah. of the detail. But my name's in the credits. It's 153 <laughs> yeah, right. pages deep, but it's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good shit, man. That's insane. Why I, why I like that fact is Nolan, who we covered, and we are, you know, big fans of. Christopher fucking Nolan! It's very clear to say that, you know, it removes drama and it removes threat and it removes tension from the film if the viewer can sit there and go none of this is really there yes and i agree i've seen his films and they have a, a special level of intensity because you know it really fucking happened i wasn't a fan of him before we covered him and then as we as i learned about him right. throughout the series fucking yeah. mind-blowingly good mind but from a pure technical level mm -hmm. a pure technical wizardry level yeah to make 1.5 billion Oh, that's insane. With a film where the third act is entirely invented. You forget whilst you watch this film that half the cast aren't even fucking real. What do you mean? In Avengers 1, there's a scene with Chris Hemsworth on top of a space whale yes. fighting Chitari with Iron Man and the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the behind the scenes, it's Chris Hemsworth in a giant green warehouse <laughs> pretending he has oh, friends. Oh, shit. I know what you mean. Yeah. Obviously, the fucking Hulk and Iron Man aren't there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was thinking, so, no, no, no. Ruffalo's a real buddy. All right, he's yeah, yeah. a real bloke. So mate. He's a real buddy. Yeah, but Chris Hemsworth is on stage, and they're going. <laughs> the only thing that you have to act with for this shot is what's physically you. Everything else you have to imagine: your castmates, your teammates, what you're on, where you are. It's all just this tennis ball and that green wall. Fucking good luck. That's amazing. That's actually amazing. <laughs> Speaking of Thor. Right. This film, mate. You know how mm. I said that in the Marvel films that we've covered, Thor... So far, on this podcast, so far, to date, yes. the Marvel films we have covered... Just phase Museki, one. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I need to make sure that that's, that's in there. All right. If this goes on TikTok, uh -huh. that's in there. I said that Thor was the best... Marvel movie that we've had so far in the movies that we've covered because it opens mm -hmm. up the universe. It's like the first yes. sci-fi, the first off-world building, first mm -hmm. universe yeah, building, Yeah, yeah, right? totally, 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 totally. And I enjoyed Thor. He was quite naive. He was quite sort of goofy and... He was a twat. He was you a twat. He was yeah, a he was twat. a twat, but he was a yeah, funny yeah. twat. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time to leave the barbecue when someone starts mm. making me laugh like Thor does, right? That's, that's the key right there. That's the level. Yeah, yeah. So it was a funny twat, but in Avengers, his character arc now, mm. it's like he's emotionally matured enough. He's like a teenager. He's like an, he's like an emotional teenager in this film, right? He, yeah. He's okay. the yeah, reason yeah, sure. that we've lit the fuse on mm -hmm. why the fuck Loki is even bothering with this shit on Earth. Like Loki doesn't want to rule Earth because that's an mm -hmm. insane thing to want to do. Right? Do you think he's going to be sitting yeah. there being sort of like, um, so there's a conflict between this country and this country. Loki, what are we going to do about it? He's not going to sit there and go, well, let me figure out the maths and divide the resources. <laughs> We're still mining coal. Loki, yeah. the fucking frost giant yeah, yeah. mimic god from Asgard, isn't going to give a fuck about us. It's like, it's like us having an ant farm is, is what Loki's right. after, right? He just yeah, feels yeah, yeah. slighted from having the throne taken away from him in Asgard, mm. and now he's like, well, fuck yeah. you, Thor, I'm going to take your place. I'm going to take your favourite toy. Yeah, I'm my a, toy. Yeah, 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 I'm a still And I don't shit. even want this toy, but you want it, so I'm going to fucking ruin exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, that yeah, dickhead yeah, yeah, kid yeah, yeah, on the yeah. playground that's got six toys, and he's like, no, I'm not done with that one yet. Fuck you, mate, let me go on the scooter. <laughs> I've got unresolved trauma from that. And the nursery, the, the teacher see, at nursery, yeah. she still gave that little fuck the scooter. Anyway. Thor's the one that lights the that lights the fuse on this. He's the one that's he's got a very sweet and very 
loyal streak in him that is like, you're my brother. Mm. You're my brother. Why do you do this? Mm. We can be good together. We can do this together. God, he's like that partner you just can't break up with. Yes. <laughs> you're like, a thousand I'm, moving, I'm moving country and I don't love you anymore. Yeah. And Why? We uh, can I've do this together, please. And they're like, no, no, I'll follow you. I'll <laughs> follow like, you and oh, I'll make sure that you're hint. okay. We're good. We've got this. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but then he's also very much aware of the impact that it's having on mm-hmm. the indigenous population being humans, right? So he's sort of torn between the two and it's it's a nice mm-hmm. it's a nice introduction. It's a nice place to 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 take him to. It's a very right? nice place to take him to, buddy. Could not agree more. I yeah. fucking and, love this. And also, right, you get to see him smash up way more stuff in way cooler ways in this film. Yeah. He's like Again, he's, he it's the, smashes yeah. tons of shit and he's way cooler. Yeah. Look what he does to Iron Man's suit. Again, enabled by the CGI and the sort of heavily invented sets, costumes, everything. Yeah. This film wasn't two-thirds CGI. You wouldn't get Thor being like that. I mean, I don't know, Chris man. Nolan would literally just have a man with a fucking taser on the end of a hammer. No, I think <laughs> lightning helped Thor mm. in the movie. Uh, okay, yeah. That's okay, from yeah, just, I'm just going off what I saw, yeah. buddy. All right. Well, if, okay, if it's, if it's practical effects you want, mm. any car you saw exploding, they had to explode because it wasn't an era where they could do explosions very well. So that whole shot okay. where they go down the thing, yeah, yeah. they literally just blew fucking cars up and filmed it and then just pasted them in. I love this. And there was, there was a stuntman, actually, who fell 30 foot off a roof and Ooh. scraped his scalp ah, all the way down nah. the wall and the way he bone tomahawks his own head. Fuck off. Fuck, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's giving me fucking yeah, yeah, T-Rex yeah. arms, man. No, nah, that's too much. <laughs> fucking scalped himself 30 foot down the side yeah, of a yeah. building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Career but, change. I mean, that, Working it's in a office. pretty big stuntman injury, but I mean, it's not like they cast Alec Baldwin as Hawkeye, so... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Could you imagine how dangerous the fucking prop department would be if Alec Baldwin was Hawkeye? The Avengers would have gone for shish kebab rather than shawarma. <laughs> 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 They'll just be looking like that kid from 13 Ghosts. Oh my god. That dude's got a body count. Like that dude's a, a legitimate yeah. legitimate murder. Yep. Do we give him the teardrop tattoo or does he just does he get it himself? Yeah, I think that's just the thing the human body does, mate. I think it automatically just just appears on your face once you know how to, to kill a man. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Speaking of deadly inanimate objects, though, mate, Tesseract. <laughs> the fuck is going on with this, right? <laughs> oh, not this again. No, no, okay. So, Ben, it's a magic blue cube. Got you. Yes. That acts as a battery. Got you. Yes. Right, right? I've got it. I understand right. this. My question to you okay. is, Rob, is... No, that's the casket of ancient winters, Ben. Come on. I got that as well, mate. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, fully up to date on this one. New questions yeah, yeah. have arisen from this film. Right. Okay. What okay. the fuck was... <laughs> what happened to it between the 1940s when Schmidt, mm. like, found it and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. retrieved it from the bottom yeah. of the ocean to now? Okay. So what you need to do is there's a Disney Plus TV show sure. that covers what happens to the Tesseract oh. between captain america and this and what it is is it's just a four thousand hour single shot of just the tesseract sat in a briefcase oh, i'm all right with that it's just it's, i mean some say it's a photo you can't really it's just a closed briefcase but that's just good filmmaking when you're like is this that's real just good filmmaking is this real Look, marvel fans <laughs> marvel fans weren't sure what happened to it and they were like it's in a briefcase and they went Maybe we can spin more content out of this. <laughs> mm. So it sits in a briefcase from the 1940s mm. up until mm-hmm. modern day when Zelvig appears, yeah. right? So why is Zelvig so special? Why does he get to have a sneaky peek at the fucking at the test? Because he's probably a cheaper actor that they can get. He's a lot cheaper than Natalie Portman. Sure. But what I'm... I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. But my... He's related. He knows Asgardian magic, but it's not Natalie Portman money. I mean, he read a fucking kid's book that he bought at a second-hand shop in the Thor film. It's not... That's more than you've done. Uh, how <laughs> fucking dare you? I've read many a second-hand book. Right. Can't name any. Starship Troopers! I read that recently. Okay. There you go. Okay, yeah, fine. Good. Sorry, I thought you meant the magazines you found under your uncle's bed. Oh. And they're not books. They're not. They were sticky. <laughs> <laughs> So Zelvig exists, right? But what my question, my rebuttal to that is, Carl Sagan exists in our world, right? And that man is like a fucking wizard when it comes to like astrophysics and mm. shit. 
He was incredible. Yeah. So why the fuck? It, why didn't he get a sneak peek at the fucking Tesseract? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Fucking Bill mm. Nye the Science Guy was around before Zelda. Because Zelda's. those, those are on? science educators rather than science doers, right? They're it's doers. a little bit like saying we're filmmakers. We're not. We talk about it. We we examine it, but we don't do the science. And so Bill Nye the Science Guy has not got yeah, all right. research papers. Bill Nye the Science Guy was a, was a bit be of a piss take, right? But don't try and put stretch, us in yeah. the same league as Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan is like superhuman anomaly. That yeah, happens once a generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That guy's insane. But his, but yes, but his thing was communicating science, not doing science. His okay. genius was in ability to communicate science rather than do it. He's not right. Einstein, but he's much better at explaining Einstein than Einstein would be. Sure. Okay. Einstein would explain his theories and you'd be like, you are speaking... Well, I mean, be speaking Austrian, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also really happy to see that the mm. staff that has the magic blue oval in it now, we've moved away yes. from magic squares. We yes. just have magic ovals. So that's good. Yeah, because because magic is blue, Ben. But this is the thing. Did we only have blue CGI back then? Like, yeah, magic was blue. We they didn't want went to change the color blue. of the stones to differentiate the boxes between the stones. No, and because all this. No, because we're just going to make the mind stone later. We're going to do that later. Oh, fine. Fuck it. Fine. Right. Fine. Do you want to play a game? I would love to. I, I've written right. Given that sloppy synopsis was apparently so fucking unbearable, it was. I have written and I've run uh, out of cards. Quiz. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um, I've written a quiz for you this week, mate. Okay, hit me with it. What quiz? About what? It's called. Was Ben paying any fucking attention during this series? Oh, this is going to be a tough uh, one. It's collaborative, mate. It's collaborative. This isn't to make you look What do you mean silly it's collaborative? Or like you weren't watching. It's just uh, it's just to make you look good because you're going to nail it. All right? Okay. What is the name of the group of World War I soldiers led by Captain America in the first Avenger? Uh, the the hunky boys. Close. The old, the, the something men. The, they may look like screaming queers, but they are in fact yelling gays. <laughs> <laughs> the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos. Okay. I've never heard that in my entire life. How? Okay. Well, right. Fine. Which metal? Which metal poisons Tony Stark when he uses it as the energy core of the arc reactor in Iron Man oh. One and Two? Yeah, we've done this a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Palladium. Oh, there he is. is. There's a point. There's a Fucking point. Yeah. Yes, buddy. <laughs> okay. The Tree of Life, first mentioned when Red Ooh. Skull acquires the Tesseract in Captain America, is given what Norse name? George. Okay. Yeah. No, it's Yggdrasil. When, when was that mentioned in one of these films? Like multiple times. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Thor sits down with Jane Foster at the at the campfire? Oh, and he draws the. And he starts drawing on a little book. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's Yggdrasil, the world tree. And then he starts, right? Yeah, no, fuck knows. Right, I mean, this one's dead easy, mate. So if you don't get this, you're a fucking bellend. Right. He wasn't paying any attention at all. Yeah. What is the number of the sector in which Obadiah Stane creates his secret suit? What is the number of the sector? Of the sector. The, the Obadiah Stane. So when, when Pepper Potts, she steals all the sure. plans. For the Ironmonger suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in a folder labeled oh, Sector. Oh, fuck. And they keep talking about Sector throughout the film. Um, seven? You fucking. <laughs> you weren't even watching these films, were you? Sector, sex, sector 16, mate. I just, none of this is ringing bells, man. I'm not even going to lie. Right. Like, you've asked me these well, questions, right, mate. and I'm like, I've got no fucking clue. Right. This one, mate, is from the film we're literally covering this episode. Oh, so, okay. no fucking pressure. All right. <laughs> yeah. Fill in the blank. Okay. If we can't blank the earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Uh, protect? Oh, you got it. Is that it? And that is why you are a podcaster, mate. Fucking yes, mate. the details. It's all in the details, mate. Maybe we are in Carl exactly. Sagan's league. Maybe we're, to, we're I'm taking it back. I think you might be. I you think know what you, I mean? I think you might be. I'm bringing astrophysics be, to the people. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing astrophysics back. It's too many. Too many. Um, it works, yeah. but it's too many. Yeah. It's too much too quick. Ben, what do you rate Avengers 1? Also called Avengers Assemble in the UK because we've got our own 1960s Avengers that are shit. They are shit. Okay. I feel like you have changed me 
in the ways that I consume films now. Before starting this podcast, this film, it's an easy watch. It's turned my brain off. It's Mm. fun. It's a a two and a half hour escape into whatever. But then since doing the podcast and since sort of like you teaching me a lot more about uh, cinema Uh, rather than just movies that I'm more into, um, I found it really fucking condescending. (laughs) Really (laughs) fucking condescending where like the only, uh, there's like one bit that's left open mm. to interpretation and it's when Colson mm-hmm. dies and he's like, yeah. they need something to and go back to yeah. when I'm watching this in cinema and I'm like, Avenge! It's Avenge! Avenge. He, they need I'm something so to Avenge! I did it! Oh wow, I Who figured me? it out! You know what I mean? Yeah, but whereas yeah, now yeah. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you. You don't yeah, trust the audience yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. And then it kind of, it left the weird yeah. sour taste in my mouth. I did, however, really fucking enjoy the entire message that humans are the real fucking villain. Ultimate power is the real villain because Loki's not right. the villain. Fucking all this stuff is just sort of like sidebar to the main thing that ultimate power is corrupting and evil. The worst thing to happen to New mm. York City in this film is when four oh, the fucking spicy, shady yeah. pieces of shit launch a nuclear missile at it. <laughs> it's insane. It, the worst thing to yeah, happen yeah, is yeah, from yeah, the okay. fucking humans. That's fair. So it's... It's a hard one. Six, seven, six. six I'm going to give it a six, Come man. On. Seven. Okay. Wow. I'm giving it a six purely because I, it, okay. I don't like the condescending nature of it. And I don't like that they don't trust the audience, but I do enjoy that humans are evil. So that brings it up a point from five. Right. So, so hold your six for a moment okay. just before you commit to it, mm-hmm. because I want to point out of just how unlikely this film was when they first announced it. Okay. To the little comic book fan kid that used to, like you said when we did Iron Man 1, yeah, yeah. travel back on the train, yeah. reading your comic, but your one comic book that you could afford to buy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you and your mates would swap them, and the cool kids would come along and kick sand in your face, right? Yeah. Like they did in the adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How impossible the idea of six faithful to the comic adaptations of these characters <sighs> making it to screen, being this entertaining... Yes, it's light. Yes, it's popcorn. Yeah. Yes, it's very surface level. Yeah, yeah. But it's there. It works. You can say okay. that is a fair and accurate adaptation of Iron Man. It is. Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow. Oh, Hulk. And it's made 1.5 billion at the box office. All right. And secondly, your first film, my first film at the cinema was Jurassic Park. Yes. Right. Great film. Great film. Really well made. It's Spielberg, all this sort of yeah. stuff. It's still a blockbuster. It it's still the lighter end. It's not some heavy drama. It's not a fucking two-shot play of people debating the ethics of it. It's people doing it and going, ah, me arm's been cut, fucking cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. The number of people who will go on to become filmmakers for whom this was their first film, yep. the, the way that this influenced cinema by saying, fuck it, just build it in the computer. It's cheaper than doing it on sets. Get your cast together. Yep. Make a franchise. Get them in the theatres, get bums on seats, get that money coming yeah, in yeah. so we can make some art next week. Yeah. I think it's an improbable success. Buddy. And the fact that the film is tolerable and is a six as a film, for me, puts it up to a nine for what it means and why it's here. Oh, you're a cunt. The film itself you're taken in isolation is a six. You're right. But what it means to cinema and what it means to us as comic book kids and how unlikely it was, okay. it's a nine. All right. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go nine. I'll go seven and a right. half. I'll go up to a seven because of all the fucking weird heartstrings you just pulled about my fucking childhood. <laughs> so I'll bump it up to a seven, and I'll bump it up an extra half a point to seven point five for Scarlett Johansson's mm-hmm. face. The fucking face. Again. The face. Speaking of the face, we're gonna go record our YouTube exclusive show. Yes, sir. Uh, all about the stuff that we didn't get time to cover. Mm. In this week's episode, which I think is almost almost everything. Almost everything. We are so out of <laughs> we time. We are. So out we of are. time. Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. The support recently is insane. It really is. Discord community submitting all the fucking breakdowns. Honestly, you guys are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Thank you for contributing. Yeah, you the are. The interaction's been great. Join us next week as we wrap up our S. Craig Zala series with Dragged Across Concrete. It's as pleasant as it sounds. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I've never seen it, and I'm worried. Yeah, buddy, um, because it's got Mel fucking Gibson Mel in it. But we'll see. Gibson, we'll see. Man. Mel Gibson. Until then, all that's going to happen is I'm going to tell you to do what society always tells you to do, which is just buy shit and give them money and mm. eat yourself into an early fucking grave like oh, the human bacteria we so are. So you're going to be Marvel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get it. And I'm just going to tell you to do that while Ben wraps up the themes and subtext <laughs> deep, deep philosophical meaning of this film that really is more of a life lesson sure. than a wrap-up. To thank you for spending an hour of your week with us, especially at the beginning of the week. It means a lot to it us. Really so does. Ben's going to just give you a little pep talk while I just tell you to consume. Get yourself a fucking team, man. Get yourself a team around you that not only just stands and agrees with you and does the whole yes man bullshit. Get some people around you that challenge you, force you to grow and evolve and they, they give you perspectives that you wouldn't normally see. Surround yourself with those people, man. They're going to push you forward. I don't know. Rage against the machine. Fuck the... I don't know. Dead on. Dead on. Dead on. I can edit in something. It'll be fine. <laughs>